ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. We are your three bucks. Eric, Teej, and B. So guys, hey. sir. you ever go out on a, on a little breezy, windy day in shorts and just feel like, man, my calves are really, really cold right now. <laughs> Living in Michigan, uh, we, we pull out the shorts in about February. Yeah, that's right. true. I mean, I'm pretty warm blooded anyway, so I'm I'm wearing shorts pretty early on. But why? Why? Why do you ask? I have to ask this because I was watching TV and I saw an advertisement for these jeans that are called Sheen Jeans, Ooh. and it's jean shorts, and then they're cut off, and then you have like the end of the pants that just wrap around your calves, like so you have like pads. a big gap, like shin pads. <laughs> Yeah. Shin guards, um, essentially. You're wearing shin guards at this point. You look like a soccer player. Actually, jeans. looking at the photo, it's, yeah, they, they do look like they're in uniform to play soccer. But what's crazy is, like, don't they already have, I mean, outside of obviously your traditional jean shorts, don't they already have, like, like some sort of stockings like these anyways? Like, weren't those popular for women? Like, really tall, like, knee-high stockings? That's yeah, what but, those look yeah, like to yeah, me. Yeah, but they weren't made of jeans. Yeah. Oh, it's denim. Is it denim? They look like denim, yeah. A little bit of stretch well, they, on yeah, each end. They look like denim. This is just like the new trend. You know, it's like first is like you saw jeans that were like all tattered or they had small rips. And then you see jeans now that you're like, how do they sell those? They're just completely ripped and like spray painted. It's um, literally taking it to the next level, it's, though. Yeah. Because it's, it's funny, too, because they're just selling you like less material, but they're like charging you more money. Yeah, they keep. Yeah, the price goes up. Material usage yeah, goes down. That's true. Yeah, and I'm seeing uh, what these uh, these sheen jeans. They come in a crotchless option as well. I didn't look that far into it, so I'm surprised that you are <laughs> shopping right now for these. I got to get that image out of my head. I just hope that uh, it's. I don't know. Do you think males are shopping for this uh, crotchless version? I, I I would hope not. Um, you know, nowadays anything goes. <laughs> right. So um, you could just be swinging the wind. I'm yeah, not, I'm not you, prejudiced if you want, you know, you know, my wife actually uh, sent me a picture of another article of clothing that, that they're selling. This is on Amazon and it's a shirt that's like so long that it's a, it's a dress, but you can't really tell from the picture and it's just guys wearing it. It's a bunch of guys wearing it. So like the wives are sending it to their, their husbands and they're like, hey, do you want this shirt? What size? And she'll, they'll send it to their husbands and it's literally like a little nighty, a little nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> what, and they have different sizes. They have different sizes. It's a real. It's a real thing. We'll like, have to post it on Twitter. But it's, I mean, like as far as like size, like just as far as like length. Yes, it's length, and it's like it goes uh, like essentially to your toes. <laughs> it's it's a t-shirt that's as long as like your whole body. Well, speaking of suspect, there was a violinist on a street corner. You think he would be wearing this? <laughs> I mean, he might, he might Did make more Did you see money. him wearing this? Is that what brought brought this uh, into the conversation? No, it was it was the the, co- the crotchless piece that they offer that, that made me think of this violinist on the street corner. Oh. Uh, no, no, what was this violinist <laughs> doing? I don't want to know. <laughs> no, reportedly, this there's this guy. They're, they're, they're categorizing him as flim-flam artists. And basically, they got a violin, they got the equipment, the instrument, and they got the speaker, and they're, they're, they're playing music, supposedly. Right? I mean, what they're do you calling mean? it. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? They're playing music supposedly. They're calling it finger sinker. 
So like lip syncing, he's pretending yes. to play the instrument, but not actually playing. So this is actually like widespread. It's not just like a guy. It's like a like it's like a thing. I mean, you've seen it in like downtown areas. I'm sure if you're like downtown, you see like people playing an instrument on the street for tips. Well, this is just the same thing with a violin, but the guy's just playing a pre-recorded song. This is taking it to a whole new low, except for I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I wish I was doing this. Yeah, I mean, you know, work smarter, not harder, right? This guy's got this guy's got it. At the end of the day, what does it matter if the sound is good? People are just coming there to be entertained. Whether you know it's real or not, you think it's real. It's magic. Exactly. Are you going to be that guy in the crowd, like, you know, Sherlock? Or you're like, you know, is this, is this real? Like, and, and, how in depth are you going to go to prove him wrong? I would you know? be pissed if I was a violinist, though. And, I, and I'm playing on the other corner and my stuff's just not sounding as crisp. But like I'm a struggling artist, too. Like a struggling artist that's really trying to go for it. And then this guy's making so much money on a street corner. Because who, what, what bar. Uh, you know, bar hopper is going to come out at 2 a.m. and even question this guy's skill, you know, inebriated. If it, no, I was going to say, if anything, they'll be even more impressed. Like, oh, like, look at this guy. Wow. You know? Yeah, man, there's, there's a lot of con artists out here. On TikTok, there's a guy that's uh, doing a claw machine and he's saying, well, I don't know if he's a con artist. I think he's a con artist. I haven't put it to the test yet. But he's saying that he can master the claw machine by clicking the button twice. You press it again. You know, the one that grabs the animals, picks up the animals, and you win something for your sure. honey. Yeah, so it picks it up, and then you have to click the button again as soon as it goes to try and pick up the animal. And this is a huge TikTok thing, and I'm like, this is just fooling people to put their money, to throw their life savings into the claw machine. Sounds like a promotional ad by the claw people <laughs> to get you to put more money into the claw. Seriously, I mean, those the things claw. I will say, they, they've, right? I, was, I tried to think of that moments ago. I was like in the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't think of it. I, I heard it in my head. Liar, liar, man. But no. 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 Oh, Toy no. Story. Story. Toy the Story. Claw. Oh, the claw. Oh, yeah. Well, the li liar, liar, Jim Carrey, he is the claw. Oh, yeah. He is the, the claw. Oh, yeah. But his is a little more uh, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, those things have stood the test of time, man. Those things in vending machines. Yeah. Well, this episode, we're going to be discussing solar energy and what's required for solar energy is the sunlight. So I would suggest that you don't wear your sheen jeans out there and get a get a weird sun suntan. OK, <laughs> seriously, I don't <laughs> you explain those tan. Lines? Oh, my God. But we're going to jump into the show and then we have the hunts of the week afterwards. So stay tuned. Let's go. Let's play a game. Answer yes or no as quickly as you can. Financial advice. No. Entertaining. Yes. Podcast. No. Butt plugs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it is a podcast. <laughs> this week's impacts on your daily buck. In NFT news, Ethereum NFT sales fall to an 11-month low. Can we get to 12? Worried about getting rugged? How about Rugrats? As the 90s co-creator launches into NFTs with Cosa Monstra minting on September 6th. U.S. survey shows about half of Americans have heard of NFTs. Exposure. Will the real Eminem please stand up as Eminem the Candy collaborates with Bored Apes in a limited release of Candy Bites? Yum, 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 yum. But Eminem the Rapper collaborates with Snoop Dogg at the upcoming Video Music Awards in a Metaverse-inspired performance partnered with Yuga Labs. Ooh, ooh. In stock news, President Biden has canceled $10,000 in student loan debt and has extended forbearance. Wow, I paid mine off too soon. More earnings zoom in this week. 
like Zoom, fancy that, along with NVIDIA, Dix, Macy's, Workday, and more. And Ford issues its recall. This time, it's on jobs. In crypto news, crypto markets bump up higher as we all wait for Papa Powell's speech at Jackson's Hole, or will we fall in a hole afterwards? Uniswap, or UniNot, as they blacklist 253 wallet addresses. I thought this was DeFi. What's up with the censorship? USDT, aka Tether, has decided not to freeze accounts related to the tornado cash. This and more and how it impacts your daily buck. All right, bucks, let's get trendy and discuss last week's trends in the major indices. So for the Dow, we had a mild week at a 0.01% return on the five-day. Uh, the NASDAQ had a negative 2.24% return on the five-day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the S&P had a negative 0.96% on the five-day. And the XBI, Eric's baby, he dropped the baby. <laughs> Down negative 6.4% on the five-day. I don't even want to reflect on that Ew, one. Gross. Okay. We won't give you a chance to reflect. Because today, Thursday, the 25th of August, we had a pretty whipsaw session. But to be exact, the Dow had a return of 0.98%. The NASDAQ had a return of 1.67%. And the S&P 500 had a return of 1.41%. And I know typically we discuss open sea volume. It's down. So we'll leave it It's at been that. down. We're, well, we're at a low, like yeah. a near 11-month we'll low. But wait a minute. Again. Wait a minute. I thought that more than half the Americans know about NFTs. Shouldn't well, the sales be up? Well, they, they know well, about they know. it. They they know now that they them. know about it, they don't want to be part of it. That's right. They know of them. <laughs> Making an active decision. You know, that they'll be very happy to eat the ape print on the M&Ms, but I don't think that might be the extent of it. We'll see. So that, are you guys going to try and save those, uh, those M&Ms? Sell them nah. on the secondary, maybe? Collectibles? Nah. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of bored aped out. You know what I mean? Kind of bored? Bored of the apes? I'm a little bored of the apes. I'm a yeah. little bored of the bored apes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be a hater. You know, I look, they're, they're first mover. They're, you know, they're setting the precedent in the space and, and collabing with, with a lot of cool projects and, and, and rappers. And But I'm not going to buy the M&Ms. I'm an M&M fan, but you ain't going to catch me eating them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're shoved down your throat now, literally. But oh, yeah, no pun intended. They're just right? collaborating with every single person, which is, I guess, wonderful. That's what you want to see if you're invested well, in them. That's the thing but is, you man, want to, they're everywhere. It's they're almost, a brand. I think. I think the the one good thing to say about it is that they're they're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I think from an NFT standpoint, right? You're you're creating an extension of your business through branding. Instead of like a um, an NFT project that just comes up out of nowhere, that's just a piece of art, and that's all it ends up being. Like they're actually like, I mean, we've talked about the the California restaurant, the board uh, board in Hungary, you yeah. Know, and now you're here in the the metaverse, and now you're here in the M and M. So it's like and concerts. Con- they're, Wait, they're- and, and, here, and here's the thing too, to piggyback of what you're saying, Teach. Now you'll catch yourself seeing br- brands already established, American brands, if you will, global brands as well, but you'll see established brands coming into the NFT space because it's, you know, it's, it's almost synonymous with, with NFTs trying to become brands because look, we have an example right here, Rugrats, right? Do we have any Rugrats fan here in the, here in the studio? I was a huge fan. Crickets. Huge fan. (laughs) (laughs) 
You were you were a fan. So I like lying. I liked them. Um, but that being said, I mean, you know, the, the, the co-creator of the Rugrats, in addition to uh, Ah, Real Monsters, and um, Rocket Power, I, I noticed he's he's jumping into the space because yeah. he sees the value in independent artists creating art, but also providing utility. It looks like their project's going to be Cosa Monstra, and uh, which is like an, a '90s nostalgic take on those on those uh, cartoons I just I just mentioned. I know Teej was uh, a '90s '90s little baby, '90s kid, I should say. He was watching oh, yeah. that all. He was all I about was that. Say, I watched all these shows. I, I was excited for the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl video game that came out with a lot of these characters in it, and the, the game kind of. Did you get it? I did, but the game kind of flopped. Supposed to be, it's it like was supposed bugs. to be like a, a Smash Brothers like uh, copy, but then it was like not nearly as good. It felt very unfinished. So there's like supposed to be a new game out right now that's actually really really good. It's like it has like uh, the Scooby Doo characters. And yeah, stuff. Metaverses. Metaverse. Oh, oh, Metaverse. Oh, we talking yeah, about Metaverse. I, I literally hear it's off the chain, but and Metaverses. Yeah, I hear it's like the probably the closest thing, but they still off, say off the blockchain. Oh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Um, I, I still hear it's not exactly as good as Smash Brothers uh, from a platformer perspective, but uh, I haven't tried it yet. I do want to try it. In other good news, <laughs> two of us at the table anyways, Biden has officially decided to cancel $10,000 of student loan debt here in the uns, United States. Uns, 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 Man, uns. You know, it's like I paid mine off too soon. Like, am I going to get a 10K check in the mail now? Because this is like... You know, Listen, man, you're going to pay your taxes. <laughs> you're going to shut up. This you're going to like it. That's right. This is definitely a controversial topic, and I think it's because, like, you have a midterm year right now, and the news is dropping, like, right ahead of the midterm, so people are kind of uh, – you can't help but think, like, is this one of those, like, carrots that have been dangled to help from a political agenda standpoint? They're the finally midterm. letting us nibble on the tip of the carrot. Yeah, because it's just been like, gosh, they've been prolonging this, prolonging it. And then, of course, they drop the news right before the midterms are coming up. So it just seems pretty strategic. Uh, I did read that it's going to cost taxpayers about $2,000. This is wonderful. I just got my grass put in. <laughs> now it's covered. <laughs> there you go. So a little, a little 10K refund for us, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you go. know, it. I guess it just depends well, on what you know, where you fall, where you stand. You know, I, it's, let's go. Let's go with the question. Yeah. Okay. I'll start with B. B, what are you doing with your ten thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> gladly, I will gladly answer that. I am gonna put it into the market. Ooh. I got some extra capital here, boys. Tej, <laughs> what are you doing with your negative two thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tej. We should be thanking him, right? Because he he's Thank like you. Thank he's you. like the fallen soldier. He came before us. He set the precedent for future students to get money back. Hey, you know, it's not that I'm a, it's not that I'm against. I mean, I do feel that there was some stagnant um, you know, people couldn't do anything during the the pandemic, you know, things were shut down and that's not anybody's fault, but you know, there's there's you have goods and services that, you know, if you choose to uh, borrow, um, if if I borrow money from a bank for a goods and services, I can't necessarily expect that, you know, it's going to be paid off by the president. So it's it's. Uh, I didn't really. That sounded like a whole lot of crying to me. I didn't really. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you, I'm, I'm a little sad. I'm like a ten thousand dollar break here. Yeah, of course. We got some tissues over here. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of the ten thousand dollars that we have, surprisingly, mortgage rate applications are at a twenty-two year low. Which is insanity, but yeah. it's happening. And maybe you know what? Maybe this ten thousand dollars will flip that around. 
Well, that was the intent, right? <laughs> to give us more money back for down payments for homes and but no yeah in all seriousness kind of sounds like impossible right almost like an, an oxymoron to what's been going on uh in the news lately well i mean it's 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 probably all of a sudden right because of the rate hikes they've been they've been putting the right the rate hikes in in place and and why are they putting the rate hikes in the place because we have high inflation what is uh wiping ten thousand dollars off everybody's student loan debt do i don't know there could be inflation implication so yeah, I mean, you know, in the end of the day, paper costs too much and people don't want to pay for the paper to fill out the application, apparently. <laughs> yeah. We knew it was going to come down. Right now, sellers are expecting too much money and buyers are like, they just don't have enough. Yes, right. Yeah, it's like so like, people are like just giving up. They're just like, all right, maybe I just go into an apartment or something. And, and a lot of people are locking themselves into like a year lease to, a, to an apartment at this point. Yeah, a lot of yeah. folks just waiting out the storm. Uh, people that were looking for houses going, I can't compete with this market. I'm just going to wait it out. And like to your point, waiting out the storm, you can't just like sit under a bridge for too long. Right. <laughs> waiting for a house, right? No, I mean, because the, the storm may never end. You know, you might find yourself in the middle of the eye of the storm and, and you might have a chance. But historically, the, the housing market doesn't really uh, suffer a huge drop, just a little blip in the total return. But um well, you know, on the topic of drops, we had quite yeah. a bit of them this week with uh, the ERs that came out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, big big guys. Uh, one of my hunts of the week, actually, a previous on a previous episode of NVIDIA, um, had poor short-term outlook yeah, here. Yeah, no you know, bueno they, for them. Yeah. Yeah, Zoom, even Zoom. Um, you know, Zoom is, is quite a story in and in it of itself. I mean, at one point uh, a few years back when the pandemic, you know, we are right in the thick of it, Zoom was, the valuation of Zoom was literally neck it was it had surpassed companies like t-mobile it was almost neck and neck with companies like at&t now it's a fraction of that the i also view that with like teledoc too because teledoc's also that that virtual video conference with the doctors during Naturally. the pandemic that was essential right so it fell, one that it fell off a cliff perfect choice of words another one that that absolutely fell off a cliff was peloton <laughs> um yeah, I know we we discussed earlier this week about it. You know, what do we think was going to be the case, good or bad? You know, I was I was in the opinion it was going to be bad. I thought the timing though today with the release of their partnership with Amazon was was interesting, but it wasn't enough to keep the. They're like this. This will do it. We'll, we'll break even on the day. Yeah, this will do it. Let's put out some good PR before this uh, really terrible PR. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, they were negative eighteen percent on the day. Yeah, they try to they try to be sneaky, but let's be real though. It's also a trend, you know. And a lot of bikes were purchased during twenty twenty when gyms were shut down, and now gyms are open. People are getting a little more comfortable going back to the gym. I don't see how the revenue is going to continue to increase. Well, will the stock market continue to increase as uh, the weeks go on? I mean, we do have a big meeting with Jerome Powell at the Jackson Hole. And I think that's what uh, crypto and the stocks got a little bit of a bump here uh, on this Thursday, the 25th of August. But will it continue? Or is it just uh, a calm before another storm? What do you think? Uh, so me personally, I think that this is going to be the narrative to get us back down to maybe uh, 4,100 or less in the S&P 500. I feel like the run-up that I that I saw in the last hour, an hour and a half today, was indicative of a, of a drop tomorrow. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, well, the thing is, too, is you're going to have a lot more investors, I think, coming into the market after the summer, because the summer months are always slow in general. I kind of 
I do agree with you that I see maybe a, a drop here uh, following that uh, that speech, but I I think that we could expect a little more choppiness and then maybe a slight incline as we get into Q4 because you're going to have more folks coming in from the summer. Wouldn't you expect more folks to be coming in also with the student loans news? Because a lot of these people are expecting to pay literally at the end of this month, and now they've they've paused it again till the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, that frees so, up capital, right? Frees up capital to be able to- Frees up your monthly market. payment. Yeah, that too, yeah. And again, that is the intent of, of, of doing this, right? But it does have inflama- inflammation. Inflammation, implication. Well, inflammation's never good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no inflammation. <laughs> no, it has inflation implications. Well, this Jackson Hole event is also, you know, tied to a little bit of the crypto market. So it's really all markets. Yes. Uh, crypto saw a little bit of a bump too, and um, which is good. But there's there's some not so good news out there too in the crypto world. I mean, we we talked about this uh, Uniswap or Uninot. Like, what's yeah. going on with this from the Daily Buck? They blacklisted uh, 253 uh, addresses. You know, here I'm thinking we're in the world of DeFi. That doesn't sound. Doesn't sound too decentralized. No, it does doesn't. It? it doesn't. I mean, I guess the good thing is that uh, USDT's decided not to freeze accounts that was tied to that uh, tornado cash debacle. It's kind of a that 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 part is a little bit of a whipsaw. The fact that USDT came, Tether came out and said that they've decided not to freeze accounts related to tornado cash needed to happen, uh, and I'm I'm thankful that somebody took a stand for decentralized finance. I felt like it was it was necessary, especially with Uniswap being the most recent protocol that categorizes and identifies himself as decentralized joined the list of protocols to blacklist addresses yeah this has really given uh people an opportunity to try and pull their money outside of this tornado protocol so you would think that people would be pulling their money out by this point well that's that's part of the problem is you know the the, the whole protocol was sanctioned so right but how many other you know, like you got Uniswap, but there's so many other alternatives to swap are, your money. So are. that's why it's not. You can't block them all. Right. right? This is a new precedent. Well, we're you, not. We're you not. Can. You can't block. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say you can't block them all. <laughs> this this could become a game of Pokemon. <laughs> all right. Block them all. Well, let's look at some uh, some brighter weather, you know, outside of the tornadoes. Let's look at some sunshiny days as we talk and transition into solar energy. Close your eyes. Can you smell that? No. Can you taste that? Taste what? Can you feel that? Ooh. I feel my hand clicking like, follow, subscribe to the three bucks, and it feels so good. Let your voices be heard. The Three Bucks on Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, and more. Well, Bucks, I had my black coffee this morning. And you know what that means? I had my energy. Full of it. Full of energy. Just So like, full. Just like B and I have to pound monster energy just to, uh, you know, have the enthusiasm I, for these episodes. I, I plead the fifth. I will not admit to needing any energy drink to bring the enthusiasm to the <laughs> three bucks. Uh, I was mistaken. Usually you're bringing the bang energy to the table. I'm bringing the monsters. But we're not here to talk about energy drinks. We are not. We're here to talk about traditionally energy. When you're referring to energy, usually we're talking about gas, coal, 
or electric. But today we're going to specify a little bit more into solar energy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as of 2021, I mean, wind and solar energy together generated about a tenth of the world's global electricity. So, and together, they're the fourth largest source of electricity behind coal, gas, uh, and actually hydro. In fact, uh, the U.S. makes up about 13%. 13% of their electricity is generated by solar. Yeah, that's yeah. massive. Well, and but I was going to say, to be honest, uh, they're actually lagging uh, to some of the European countries. We're behind the ball in, in that regard. But we are trying to catch up. We do have a recent stat here from SEIA, which is the Solar Energy Industries Association. And it states that all new electric generating capacity that has been developed here in the United States in the last decade, 50% of which is solar. Whereas in 2010, it was only 5%. All new electric energy we're creating here in the United States in 2022, 50% of it is solar. And yeah, that's, that's like huge. 45% increase in 10 years. That's that's pretty insane right there. The SEIA is actually a really, really good resource as well. You know, you can go on their site and they literally have any updates on solar news. The SEIA, they actually are planning, they hope to have the total uh, percentage of energy, 30% by 2030. And we just dropped a lot of percentages on you. And the reason why is because energy in it itself has inflated quite a bit this year. Now, most of that is through coal, coal, gas, you know, oil, but this is what sparked the conversation in the first place, right? Is, is thinking of a greener future, greener energy, and that's why solar right now is a focus point. That's exactly it, uh, the, the greener future, right? And a lot of bigger companies that we're all familiar with and have mentioned previously on the show are actually major contributors to to the increase in solar energy we're creating. I mean, you have the companies like Apple, Amazon, Walmart, Target, Google, just to name a few in the top 10 that uh, really have really have picked it up in this in the solar space to, to, to get us, I feel like, where we need to be relative to the European countries. I mean, the Europe, the Europe has like nine out of the 10 top countries as far as solar, solar energy created. Is there any stocks that, you know, our viewers could get exposure to the solar the solar space, uh, if you will, that that are on your your radar. Well, B, before I drop, um, you know, a couple picks out there for you. I, you know, I saw an interesting story just to kind of sell the solar energy topic even further, and that was uh, a story out of San Diego uh, this past week, where a bird actually flew into a substation and knocked out fourteen thousand people's power. Fourteen thousand people lost electricity. Damn birds. And, you know, the thing is, would that have happened if they were on solar power? Probably not. Now, would we have to worry later on about a fleet of birds just crapping all over panels <laughs> and not seeing the sun? Hey, man, that's that's opportunity for more jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. There's, that's the, there's solar cleaning, solar panel cleaning companies out there for that very reason. I know. And they're all probably wearing those sheen jeans while out there, too, just to get that... <laughs> just to get the extra the extra sunlight on huh? that, that, that tan. But I do have my eyes on a couple, and one of them is for solar. Uh, they are U.S. based ticker FSLR. But I mean, gosh, there's a there's a fleet of these things that you can that you can bundle your basket together. I don't think you can go wrong if you're looking for a solar stock specifically. There are a bunch of them that are primarily in the residential and commercial space, meaning you know they basically do the sale of solar panels. 
I will name one solar play and then I want to touch on Tej's. You got Solar Edge Technology and so that one's at $300 per share. That's another solar company, but one thing that's important to look at is some of these are at their highs. So, you know, First Solar, they're at their one-year high. So, you may want to pick pick your battles there. Well, one thing I wanted to point out though and you mentioned about the one-year high, 52-week high on um, First Solar. You know, I, I can uh, a couple of years back, I had started investing in an ETF, and I'm going to save what that ETF is for the hunt of the week because it is going to be my hunt. Uh, I'm no longer in it, but at the time that I bought in it, it was at its 52-week high. And you know, if it's part of a trend that's going to continue to grow, and especially with the topic of green energy being pushed, sometimes you'll look back years from now and go, "Man, like that wasn't that was the low in con- in comparison to where it is now." So. Um, while it is, you want to exercise caution when you're trying to invest in something at its 52-week high. If things are going in a certain way, a certain trend, sometimes it's good to make an entry point somewhere. Very well said. The markets for for solar panels and alternative energy is is just starting to mature. So um, you got to figure there's a, a lot of these plays are growth stocks. So you're you're on the basis that they're going to continue to appreciate in price. But I think Eric has mentioned that there's even alternative plays to solar. Yeah, there's other ones like DACO, ticker DQ. And it's a chemical company essentially based in China. They manufacture monocrystalline and polycrystalline silicon, which is the material needed for solar cells to absorb light. B, did you ha- you did a little research on a couple other material companies, right? Yeah, I did actually. And I got one that's, that seems pretty trustworthy. And I got one uh, for any of you degenerates out there listening um, the first of which is ASMIY, and it's a company that also specializes in the manufacturing of monocrystalline silicon. And I think actually, uh, off the top of my head, they were trading lastly at $292 a share. Or for some of the more frugal investors that listen to us, you can hop into HPQFF, and it's actually an over the counter stock uh, for 22 cents. A share, but they're also in the same space, and they're here domestically and on, on the state side. So, uh, if you want to take a risky play, maybe a potentially a lot of upside, that might be a good choice for you. You're gonna buy that, and then you're gonna try and go to that counter, and it's just gonna have a close sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I've been bought out by a bigger company like for Solar or Solar Edge Technologies. Ooh. Well, if you're not fully sold. There's plenty of ETFs out there that have exposure to solar, but they also have things that we've talked about before, like plug, hydro energy, or they'll have EV and they have different exposures. So for those of you that want to look into ETFs, I think a couple of them that would be good would be FRNW, which is Fidelity Clean Energy. And the reason I bring that up is because they have the lowest expense ratio. Okay. Uh, but they still have things like plug in it. And then they have, I believe it's First Solar. First Solar, Northland Power. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they have some of those in the top 10 as well. And then another one would be First Trust NASDAQ QCLEAN, Q-C-L-N. Well, Bucks, we would be remiss not to mention the other one. Eric, how could you forget? Oh my goodness. It's the funnest, most exciting punny one. Tan. <laughs> oh, ticker symbol Tan. T-A-N. All the Sheen Jean wearers are, are right? investing in that one. The Sheen Jean stock is in the top 10 <laughs> in that one. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tanning uh, oils in the top. No, but I, I thought that was a pretty witty name for, for a solar ETF. Tanning. Yeah, it's got a bunch of uh, tanning salon yes. companies. Now, keep in mind, this one is specific to solar, so it is an e- a solar ETF. It is, yes. It's All a, the companies in it are solar energy. Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah, no tanning salons. Howdy. Do you make any hooves this week? You ask... What's a hoove? Well, hoove is a move that we made in our portfolio this week for all transparency purposes. Teach, did you do anything? Yeah, true buck transparency. Uh, well, with the, some drops that we had last Friday and this past Monday, did a lot dollar cost averaging to some of my uh, favorite stocks. So one of my stock picks previously on a three bucks episode was TECL. It's a uh, triple leveraged uh, technology index. So I did uh, do some more dollar cost averaging there, a little bit into Borg Warner, and I actually made entry into Teradyne, which nice. is T E R, and that's uh, coming out of our robotics episode that we had just a couple episodes back. Very very fun episode. If you haven't heard that one yet, robotics automation, it really got me high on that uh, industry and genre. So I made my uh, splash into it with Teradyne T E R. How about you, B? While I will. Uh agree with some of your hooves that you made uh, relative to dollar cost averaging. I want to make mention that I did successfully close and profitably, I might add, my Ford put. Um, in well addition, done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it, actually, because there was, there was some technical analysis in play there. And it there were some nerves in play as well. 100%. Yeah. I never like betting for a stock to go down. But uh, in addition to that, I did actually add and close my position in Riot. It was a hunt of mine a couple of weeks ago. I'm still huge on it long term. But again, for me, I'm pretty much a swing trader and I try to use technical analysis. And while I did turn a small profit, it just felt really weak going into to, to tomorrow. So um, we'll look to re-enter next week. Eric, what you got for us? Yeah, the only moves I made this week was I added Google. For those of you that don't know Google, it's a pretty big company. And I also added a short position on SPPI. Oh, you shorted SPPI. Well, no, I didn't short it. You're short term. Ah. I'm short. I'm short term on it, and that's solely a play. It's it's a pharmaceutical company that's looking at uh, Padufa for a drug that they have that's managing uh, symptoms from chemotherapy. So I'm playing that. That I believe is on like September eighth or ninth. So I'm playing that up until that point. I'm not going to hold it past. And then I also uh, dollar cost averaged into Ethereum. So very well. Nice. Yeah. Hunt of the week. You all remember that 90s uh, cartoon, Captain Planet? I think the lyrics of the theme song said, Earth, fire, wind, water, heart. And then, of course, that big green uh, superhero came out saying, Go planet! Well, that's what this hunt of the week is. Uh, well, it's not Captain Planet that I'm going to give you, but I'm going to give you a collection of stocks and green energy that kind of tie all those in together. And to mitigate risk, uh, I'm actually going to go with an ETF. And that's an exchange-traded fund called iClean. I-C-L-N. It's actually... (laughs) I clean. You clean. We clean. Yes. We are clean. So I clean. I-C-L-N. It is a uh, ETF from uh, BlackRock. And um, so really what they're doing is they're designing, it's, it's designed to track the uh, performance of the of 100 uh, clean energy related companies. Some of the biggest companies that are part of that 
include Enphase Energy, E-N-P-H, Plug, P-L-U-G, uh, Sunrun, R-U-N, and a collection of others. And ETFs, uh, especially for clean energy, this can be a great resource, even if you don't want an ETF. We've said it before. You can use it as finding a basket of stocks, looking up different things that you're interested in to get rid of, get rid of the um, expense ratio. But I think this is a good opportunity. If you don't want to pick the right horse, jump into the ETF. This is all designed about around clean energy. It does pay an annual dividend of 1.18% that's paid out semi-annual. Um, but of course, this is not really something I think you're in there for the dividend for. You're in there because you're a believer in, uh, you know, protecting the environment, green energy, and go planet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well said. BlackRock owns the planet, and now they own Tejas Hunt. <laughs> Seriously. How about, how about you? What you got for me? Yeah, I mean, I was going to chime in here, but you're basically already trying to take some of my rub and mentioning Sunrun here. <laughs> Um, what the hell? Um, no, my ticker. Well, maybe uh, you're the guy that looked at the ETF and saw Sunrun and was like, "I'm going to go with that horse." Yeah, I was like, ah, let me look at, let me pick the best one on the list here. Uh, no, actually, in all seriousness, yeah, my my uh, hunt of the week is Sunrun ticker symbol R U N Run. Uh, doesn't get any uh, any better than that. Um, they run, closed. Force, run, <laughs> right? Don't run from the stock, though. No. <laughs> run to purchase it uh not financial advice but no a ticker symbol r-u-n and the uh the price closed today at uh 34 dollars and 91 cents they've been as high as 60 60 dollars a share and as low as 16 dollars a share as far as picking them i i just think that the market the solar market is finally starting to mature and you know fundamentally the 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 company just delivers their revenue is always increasing and not only that but their earnings has also increased definitely uh something i'm gonna have on my radar sounds like a bright sunny day over there with run that's right eric what you got for us i kind of went teachers route i wanted to get something that encapsulated a little bit more than just one thing but it is just a solo stock at the same time it is ed ed uh this is consolidated edison incorporated it's not it's not mr ed like the horse. No, it's not like the horse. They're known as Con Edison. And what do they do? Is They're one of the largest investor-owned energy companies. The big thing is that they're the second largest owner of solar electric projects in North America, which is pretty intriguing as well. They're trading at 60% below their fair market value, according to Simply Wall Street. Uh, and then their earnings grew 44.6% from the previous year. And they're forecasted to grow about 7% per year. So uh, they have different sectors with gas, electrical, uh, and steam. So they have different aspects to their company. And for example, they provide New York with a lot of electricity, an alternative to uh, your typical utility you would get. So they're like an independent utility company to an extent? Yeah, they're an independent utility company. They've pulled in approximately 14 billion annually. Yeah, and so in 2015, electric their electric revenue was about 70% of their total revenue, and then gas was about 13%. Non-utility was about 11%. So in general, inflation is helping them. Uh, inflating these costs is definitely going to help this company, but I also see that they're taking the next step that they have their hands in all of these projects with solar. So do they offer a dividend? They do offer a dividend, actually, which is 3.14% annually. 
Got my uh, iClean beat. This would be a long-term hold for me. And if you look at their chart, it's just been a steady growth. It's not It's not a chart that's going to be jumping up or down pretty heavily on you, even during the times right now, how we've had uh, some red red markets. It just kind of hovers and, and slowly goes This is pretty up, safe. Really, pretty over safe the last play. five years. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the 3 Bucks Podcast and continue to listen because B and I, we just made $10,000 off of our student loan. What are we going to do with that? We're going to buy Tej a nightgown t-shirt and sheen jeans, baby, just to try on for us. Ooh, I don't know if anybody wants to see that. Oh, I do. That'd be the crotch free type, too. Ooh, well, maybe you all want to hear about it, at least. And if not, join us anyways, because we're going to be talking about stocks, crypto, and NFTs. So follow us at three underscore bucks on Twitter. And if you got a suggestion, we want to hear it. See you guys next time. I like to hear it. Peace.